I'm going to build a war chest. Recessions create deals, and I will have the cash to take advantage of them. Hey, welcome to What's Working in Real Estate, where Donnie Mangos and Ken Yim get together and talk about what's working for our big teams in real estate at our brokerage, Keller Williams Referred Urban Realty. Thanks for joining. Hello, Ken. Hi, so Internet. Today, we're in a recession, right? Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know if the numbers. Who even knows the rules anymore? Does it feel like a recession, Ken? It feels it, like a recession to me. Okay, well, yeah, it feels like a recession. That's the whole point, but it's not a technical recession yet. Maybe that's what I mean. Like, who knows? It's not a technical you know, recession, but we've. I think we're definitely in a recession. Or <laughs> I, think, recession. I think people feel like we're in a recession. Therefore, we are in a recession. There you go. Good. Agents may not feel that. No, they probably do feel that. So that's probably why they're listening to this. And today you digged up, uh, you dug up a really good article from Jay Papazan from Keller yeah. Williams. And so you guys know Jay. Jay wrote um, the Millionaire Real Estate Agent with Gary Keller. So. And he wrote the shift. Like he's he's been involved. He's a he's a very well published author, and he he gets our industry. He knows what we're talking about here uh, in real estate. Um, and I'm on one of Jay's email lists, and he wrote a letter to himself um, that helps him prepare for the next recession because he doesn't want to feel this way again. So it was about how to future proof yourself. So that's pretty smart. He wrote that in 2022, or sorry, 2020 when COVID hit. And guess what? Two years later, there's a recession. Yeah. So lucky him. But for the rest of rest of us that didn't plan for this recession, here's what to do for the next one. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna Ken and I are gonna break through ten rules to become recession proof. Ken, I'll go first right. if you're okay with that. Do it, of course. So you found the article. Rule number one: I will not let my lifestyle rise in lockstep with my income. My budget should not reflect my last best year. My lifestyle will reflect the average of my last five years. What this means, if you had an amazing year in 2021, you probably shouldn't be buying a Lamborghini at the end of the year. Uh, and then having a, having a bad year, that brings your average down. And then the repo man comes collection, collecting your, your car back. Just live your life as in accordance with who you are financially from the last five years, not just your best year. That's number one. I bought three Teslas. <laughs> That's not good. But you're, hang on a second. You're also not feeling it the way that many other agents are feeling. Like the numbers are down across the board. This is a general case. And even you, Ken, I would, I would think it's probably a good idea to have this kind of mindset. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I think we should definitely start cutting expenses, and that's the biggest thing, right? So I've heard, you know, cut whatever percentage you can, 20%. Start with that. And, um, you know, you never know where the sales are going to be, right? Because at the end of the day, sales volume is down by, I don't know, let's call it half, 50%. And if the price drops by 20%, <laughs> that's going to take a hit to your bottom line for sure, no matter what level you're at. No so just how much, you know, charge you're at, right? Plan your life as if, look at your last five years, not just your current year or your last year, and live according to that. Okay, so number two says, I'll always keep three to six months of reserves in my business account. So um, I think you got to look at your burn rate, whether it's from, I mean, ideally you separate your business from your, your household, you know, your mortgage, you know, any kind of schooling for kids, things like that, car payments, all that stuff, debt, and separate that from, you know, rent for the office, if you have one, staff, employees, bonuses, all that kind of stuff, cost of business, staging, cards, technology, subscription's a big one. Um, so look at all that, 
add them all all together and see what you have to what your burn rate is and ideally keep three to six months in each separate account. Number three, set aside tax obligations as you make more income. Never count on future income to cover my current obligations. I um, was very acutely aware of this when I first started. I always had, like when I get paid, every commission check that comes in, like very clearly all of our trade records show how much HST or UFT, things. so how much HST was charged on that. That's not your money. I know it's coming to you, but it's not your money. So I always would shave that off and put it in an HST savings account. I've seen many agents fail to do that and they forget that that money that's in their account is actually not their money. They're just holding it for when it's due to the CRA. That's HST and income tax. If you have a, if you have a PREC, so you are a corporation, okay, your rate's gonna be 12.2% on your net income in terms of taxes. Up to 500,000. Up to the first $500,000, correct. Yeah. And then if you're, but if you're self-employed and you haven't done a PREC yet, your rate's gonna be a lot higher. You need to save a lot more of your taxes in place for submission of the CRA. Do not spend money that is not yours and don't expect next year's earnings to come at a pace that you can replenish what you owe from the previous year. So what that means is don't don't plan on making a sale in January, getting a cushion check in, in March and thinking that's gonna be enough to cover what you owed for 2022. Don't live like that. Start being responsible yeah. and taking the money off the top for your taxes. Definitely a dangerous place to live because you know you'll, it's so easy to forget about it as well too, right? Totally. That's the issue. All right, number four, is that number one? It is uh, number I will study wealth building. Okay, well, that's that's a good one because Donnie, you put on a, a class every once in a while. What's it called? Are you yeah, it's not, it's not, it's called Are You Investing? It's not even a class really. It's more like a closed door. Let's talk about money. So we oftentimes are not even considering our own wealth plan. Like we're just growing your own wealth. Never mind sales. This is about using your money to make money and, and being mindful of, of what you're doing with your, with your dollars. So get better at it. Study it. Um, we have these discussions, closed doors, so we can be personal and talk about things that may or may not be eh, private. Let's say it's all private stuff. So if you want to join in on those meetings, of course, we have them once a month at our office at KW. And we just, you know, I'm, I'm, I lead, I chair that meeting. But Ken, studying wealth building is massive. It's going to help you, your family, and it's not going to be the next year. It'll help you for the rest of your life. Well, look, you say it's a closed door meeting, but Donnie and I are open books. So I'm happy to share everything I know about uh, real estate investing. And the way I look at it is that our commission income should be actually repurposed to building wealth through real estate or whatever you want to build, whatever avenues you pick, because that's how you're truly going to grow wealth. Because the commissions we get are just, it's so slippery, that money, you know, whether it's your tax money that you have to tax obligations or, or just things come up expenses. But if you sock that away and you can't touch it in uh, real estate or whatever investments you put in, like, yeah, mm -hmm. you got to build assets. Mm -hmm. All right. Number five. Number five. Uh, so. I will set aside a percentage of every payday for investments. So this is going back to building wealth, start wealth planning. Uh, I'm going to build a war chest. Recessions create deals and I will have the cash to take advantage of them. So if you are, so you're setting aside money for taxes because you're responsible, set aside some of your money for investing, for planning for take, like you are in, you are in the business of finding opportunities and recessions create opportunities. Uh, you have insider knowledge as a realtor on into this platform, which, and it's legal, by the way, it's legal insider knowledge. 
you should be the one capitalizing on opportunities should you find them. And that's not, it isn't taking advantage of people. It's places that are for sale, they need to sell, and you can help be the buyer that makes that happen. So if you're not planning to, for by, by shaving some of your money and, and contributing towards a savings account, waiting for the day when you can take advantage of an investment, you're, you're missing the boat here. And I know you have fiduciary duties to your clients, but start thinking about it a different way where when you see a deal, instead of giving it to a client, why don't you buy it yourself first? If you can, if you're in a position to do that, you know, why not? Right. You could do like both. Unless you're, you're, unless you're working with a buyer that specifically wants and you're stealing from that buyer. That's different. Right. But like you have the option to look at properties every day and actually go visit them as a realtor. So I think you should do that. All right. Number six, I will prioritize investments that yield positive cash flow. I know it's a big thing for Donnie. By the next time the next recession happens, I'll have the unearned income to pay for my lifestyle. I know it's easier said than done. I think this one yeah. is BS, at least in Toronto, because it's really hard to get positive cash flow and it'll it'll hinder you from starting. And I don't like that, right? Because sure, if you have positive cash flow pre-pandemic, pre sorry, pre uh, rate hike cycle, sure you might be positive cash flow. But then if you're on variable or if you have to renew your fixed mortgage, that cash flow is gonna be eaten up. It's gonna be it's gone. gone. Yep. So yes, this is eventually a goal. This shouldn't be the main purpose though. It's ideal. I, I, I agree. It, it is ideal. And, and any, any real estate book ever written talks about, you know, lead with cash flow. We're not going to get into investment specifically in this, in this podcast, but just when you're analyzing investment properties, or even if you're analyzing investments, not necessarily investment properties, look at the cash flow. So if you can create positive cash flow, that is 100% ideal because it'll help supplement when you're not having other earned income. So that is ideal. Although this is very American and in Toronto, it's a very difficult thing to achieve through real estate investing. Agreed. And I actually want to add something too, though. If, if you're young, kind of like us or relatively young, and you're still kind of in your career and you're still working, you got a, you know, 10, 20 years ahead of you, use your job as your cash flow, your commission sales. I know it says that you want to have unearned income, but look, we're not like 70, 60, about to retire, you know, two years away from retirement. Like you still have time to, to, to make up that cash flow through you know your earned income and i know that's an ideal goal a stretch goal but it's just you can't expect that right away is all i'm trying to say that's why i'm, I'm not a big proponent against about cash flow numero sete number seven i will grow my database and communicate with it faithfully by the time the next session happens i will have the millionaire real estate database that reliably yields 2.5 million in gci no matter the market your business is your database even if you're an online lead generator, your business is your database. We have to make sure that we are treating that with the respect that it, it, it deserves. Um, we have this thing at KW called, you know what it's can, a 201 plus club? I heard about it. I don't know. Okay, 201 plus club. Yeah, it's cool. in, so we, our database is called Command. Um, it's available to all of us, KW guys. And they they ran all kinds of studies at different levels of contacts in your database. When you have, they found, when you have 201 or more contacts in your command database, using the stuff that's built in there for like touch points and making sure that you're staying in touch, um, newsletters and listings, all this kind of stuff that happens within there, they can prove, this is American dollars with American pricing of real estate, you'll make over $120,000 a year in GCI. Now, if that's a Canadian number in Toronto, in our price points, in our transactions, that's probably more like 500 GCI. Um, so when you when you aspire to have 201 or more contacts in your database, it's proven 
the financial results come from that. So it's in command using our systems that way. So it's just basically a, um, a program to talk about mining your database and feeding it every day? Yes. Okay, awesome. Cool. All right, number eight. I will build equity in my relationships. I will be generous with my love, my time, and my money. My goal is to be there for the people that are closest to me when they need it, and I know I can count on them too if needed. So um, I like that one because it's saying spend time with, you know, like instead of counting conversations, make the conversations count, in other words, right? Spend Love quality that. time with people so that, you know, Donnie and I are on this podcast. I'm spending quality time with you, buddy. There yeah, I agreed. Like, this is part of our motivation was like, I recognized I wanted to hang out more with Ken. Ken felt the same way. And we decided, okay, well, then we're going to do this. And this way we forced each other to, to be, to honor that relationship and say, I want to spend time with you, man. Let's, let's talk about life. That's it. Because I don't get anything from this. I don't get paid for this. You don't get paid for this. You know Wait a second. I'm getting paid like... for this. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely getting paid for this. What the hell? I'm paying for this? No. Anyway. <laughs> okay, number nine. Go ahead. Number nine. I will attend to my physical and mental health. The stress and strain of navigating a recession are tough enough. I won't go into the next one at a physical or mental deficit. Yeah, I've... Um, I. If, if your, your body is a temple, your body is a thing that come that you carry with you your entire life. If this is not good, nothing is good. No amount of money is going to make you feel healthy and better uh, if you are mistreating your, your physical and mental health. So it's important that you focus on yourself because the first thing that you're gonna, that's going to go in a recession is your focus on yourself. Uh, and I've, I've heard some like terrible stories, Ken, already from 2022 of people that, that I know that have have had some issues and you see that you read the news too, mental health and physical health right now being a priority. It's the people that are failing at it. And it's once it goes, everything goes along with it. Okay. So we all know we need to work better, uh, work out better for physical health. You know, it's working out, eating right, all that kind of stuff, watching what you eat. But what about mental health? What are you doing for mental health, Donnie? Uh, I shut it off sometimes. Like I shut off the world sometimes. Um, and that's probably why he, sometimes you text me and I don't respond. Like I, I've made, I've made choices to block out, things that are that are not going to make me feel good about like where I'm at. I love my freedom of time, freedom of purpose, freedom of relationships. And when I'm when I'm in those zones, I'm in those zones. So when I'm with my kids, for example, like I'm out and, and you're not going to call me and get me to just stop doing that. So I, I've I've time blocked the things that are important to me. Families first. Awesome. I want to get there one day. Okay, number 10, I will top grade my network. My people in my inner circle will support me in my journey and not lead me astray. So what I think that means is just upgrade your network. And it sounds bad to have to classify people and, you know, say people are on the lower scale than other people. But it's just that if they're not on the path that you they're t you know that you want to go to and they're not taking you there, like what's the point of hanging out with them, right? Just because, what, you had a history with them for high school, you know, or like elementary school, and, and you guys go on different paths? and that's not where you want to go, then like, why? You know, that goes to also like, you know, any colleagues in the industry or mentors or anything like that. Mm -hmm. If they're not right for you anymore, there's a time where you're going to outgrow everybody. You know what I mean? Like, and that's okay. Finding new people. It's, okay. it's okay. It really is. Like, they, you know, the expression that you are the five, you are the average of the five people you hang out with. So if you're hanging out with five kajillionaires, you are an average of those kajillionaires. You too are a kajillionaire. Um, and we shouldn't make it about mo mostly about money, but it's just saying, just be mindful of who you spend time with and recognize sometimes when there's dead weight or there's something holding you back and allow yourself to flourish, allow yourself to grow. And if it means you need to top grade your network, who's around you, or even the, the person who you use for your mortgage broker or your property inspector or your like market, whatever, whatever 
whatever you need, just look to get sharper and better and more intentional about who you led in your life. Wow, that's cool. Okay, that's their uh, 10 rules to become recession-proof from Jay Papazan. What's your 10 rules? I'm curious. Let Donnie and I know if you can reach out to us. Let us know what your 10 rules are, or at least what your number one is for the next recession. I would love that. You might not have implemented it this, you know, this time around, but for the next one, because it'll happen. You know, whether it's two years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, who knows? It'll happen at some point. It's all a cycle, right? And a lot of people are going through some tough times right now, some mental issues, some like, you know, because it's, it's tough, right? Like you're hearing a lot in the news, all this bad stuff happening because of all the social unrest, because of all the, you know, it comes down to economics at the end of the day. You shouldn't want to feel this way again. And here's the, here's the 10 ways you can help preventing yourself from feeling this way should you experience another market cycle because the market does operate in cycles. This is not a unique thing. I want to give a shout out to Jamie Purvis if he's around listening to this. He was a previous team leader, previous to Donnie or a couple of team leaders ago. He's awesome. He's got a mindset coaching program. If you need some help, reach out to him or just find a mentor, find somebody that you could talk to. I think there's a lot of good resources out there, a lot of people that uh, can help you out if that's what you need. Have a great day, everybody. All right, that's it. Thanks, Donnie. Okay. Hey, if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, share it with a friend, and leave a comment below. And if you want to learn more about our brokerage, visit ykw.ca. Thanks for listening. See you in the next one.